0: hey everyone and welcome to episode number 72 of the chris rose rotation a production of john boy media as you can see i've got both my marlins lid and my white Sox lid over my shoulders because this is a two for one deal a rarity i've got like two of my kids on the podcast yeah miguel rojas who is sipping his half calf, decaf mocha latte with a twist and lucas giolito who's got his gamer headset on gentlemen it it is Oh, and a cold brew working. It is good to see you. Uh, Miggy, how are you?
1: Everything is good, man. Just uh, You went a little bit over the line with my uh, coffee because, you know, I'm an espresso guy, so I'm drinking a mm-hmm. Cuban coffee today. I'm just back in Miami. I needed a Cuban coffee, so I made one just for the show.
0: I know. You know, he's, uh, Lucas, I don't, I don't want to have a humble brag or anything, but he's just getting off a nice old vacation. And, of course, you always need a vacation after your vacation. Are you exhausted, Miggy?
1: <laughs> a little bit, yeah. I mean, today was a little bit harder to uh, wake up in the morning to take my kid to school. So, uh, yeah, I' gonna I' gonna need a couple of days to get back in track for sure.
2: Look, Where'd you go, Maggie?
1: I went to Venezuela to be with my mom for like a couple of days. Oh, nice! Uh, so uh, I have it was a long time uh, I haven't seen her. Mm. Last year and a half, you know, it's been it's been tough with the COVID and all stuff to uh, to go get out of the country. But I went to Venezuela and then to, I went to Punta Cana for a couple of days. So it was nice mm. to get away a little bit from baseball and all the grind.
2: Decompress. I know.
0: Lucas, we haven't seen you uh, since your season ended. What is what's been going on with you? What do you have to share? Uh,
2: Just hanging out at home. Unfortunately, I got COVID. <laughs> wow. Uh, right after? Literally right after. Man. But it's OK. I'm, I'm vaccinated and all that. Symptoms very, very mild. So, yeah, I was looking forward to possibly going to the World Series and cheering on my buddy Max, but it's not in the cards now. So you're just kind of hanging out. You're feeling okay, though, right? I'm Yeah, I'm totally fine. Just quarantining at the house, uh, video games, hanging out with the pets. It's great to be home with the pets. So, so right. what,
0: are, you at, are you in California or are you in Chicago? I don't know where you are. You're in California. California. Yeah, mm-hmm. got it. Okay, good. Nor- and wife's doing okay and everything?
2: Yeah. Yeah, yeah. She's doing fine. Uh, yeah, it was just kind of unfortunate, unfortunate timing, especially with the World Series coming up. Uh, but, yeah,
0: it is what it is. Okay. Just keep going. Got it. Most important things that you're feeling well. Uh, I have the two of you on today because we're going to be breaking down the World Series and the matchup. Before anything else, I do want to just hit on this with, with you, Lucas when you are in the playoffs and you, you like, we have a team that can be playing in this last series of the year. And all of a sudden it's full stop after four games. How jarring is it? Mm.
2: Yeah. That series was, that was brutal. Um, uh, It's a, it's, it's a hard one to swallow because our, our team season was like filled with ups and downs. We had a, t- ton of injuries to like really key players and it was one of those seasons where like we had guys getting called up from triple a and like making an impact uh everyone was helping out pulling from the same rope at all times like we we're all on the same page no matter what was going on around and we had this one goal in mind and we knew how good we were uh we knew how how much talent there was and then uh we ran into a, a really really good team uh, probably I, I've pitched against the Astros a number of times, the offensive approach they had in that series was like nothing I've ever seen before. So, I mean, credit to them. It was obviously they have a lot more experience in the playoffs than, uh, than we did as a team as well. So it's just a tough one, man, uh, to, to go down. We ended up winning one game that was nice in the blackout game. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, it's a rough one.
1: Let, let, me, uh, let me ask you something. I know I, I haven't played against the Astros so much because, you know, we're in the National League and we, we barely played the, the American League West. But I feel yeah. like watching on TV, these guys' approach at the place, it's like they have something to prove. Is that, is that what you sense when you pitch against them too? Because I, I feel like they're taking at bats in that series and against um, against another really good team the raxors mm-hmm. like you know what we're going to show the world that we're a good team and that's the way i feel like they're they're taking every single at bat
2: oh yeah i mean they have they have this like bond that's been created throughout the entire cheating scandal and all of that where it's like they have a chip on their shoulder now and I mean, I've seen through what they've said it's like you know we only care about us, we only care about each other's opinions, we want to hold each other to a high standard. um you can see that in their play uh the series against us, my game i I didn't think I'd ever have a start in my life ever again where I'd walk more than four
0: mm-hmm.
2: four or five. I think I walked five guys like I was embarrassed, but it was crazy I mean the The first inning, I did really well. I had a lot of adrenaline. I was able to control it and and execute pitches. And then it was like the first inning, they were very aggressive. And I noticed that in every single game we played. First inning, they're very aggressive. If it worked, great. If it didn't work, it's like something changed. And then they became extremely patient looking for one pitch in one zone completely eliminating breaking balls if they weren't being thrown for strikes uh just a really really mature approach that a lot of the time as a pitcher I'll expect that from like a, you know a few guys in a lineup going into any start you know maybe one two three four guys like okay like this guy's got a super pro approach it was like top to bottom every single guy same type of approach and uh
0: yeah i mean it is what it is so um real quickly before we do move on your teammate ryan to made some news during that series where he talked about the swings being different in houston as opposed to chicago i think they struck out in double digits in chicago and he, he made news and i actually brought that up to chris bassett whom i had on as a guest because i thought well bassett sees that team a handful of times a year and he's like listen I've moved on from that. They were cheating in 2017. We all knew about it. They weren't the only team doing it. Just let's all move on. But I've also talked to other guys who haven't moved on, and I think that's okay. Todd Frazier's like, I almost signed with Houston in the offseason. I was playing for the Yankees when they beat us one year, and I would have had to somehow reconcile that in my own thoughts. Uh, Miggy, I want to start with you, and then Lucas, I want you to follow up. How do you see – the guys that are still there in Houston that were a part of the cheating scandal. Yeah, I mean,
1: I think I talked to you a little bit the other day about it. And I feel like like a lot of other players, I talked to a couple of them already, you know? I'm a good friend with Altuve and a good friend with Carlos Correa. And uh, I know that what, like, what they say to me, I feel like helped me move on, you know? And, and put that in the past. Even when it was wrong, you know, it was a lot of people involved in that, not just the players, but the whole organization. But at the end of the day, I'm, I'm like, like I told you, I'm with Marcus Stroman. He said that, you know what, it's time to move on and accept that these guys are really good at baseball. And they're showing up right now, you know? And, and it's going to happen. Things like this is, are going to happen because uh, same thing with the, the, with, with the sticky stuff. You know, like we're not going to, continue to like tell the pitchers, oh, that, that guy was that good because he was using uh, sticky stuff and he's not going to be any good anymore because he's not using the stuff anymore. You know what I mean? So we got to move on from those, from those things because uh, I mean, at the end of the day, we all know what, what was happening in 2017. And believe it or not, these guys are going to, I just going like, to like what I was saying, they're gonna have something to prove, and they're gonna say, "Hey, you know what? This is—we're doing it without the stuff that we were doing in 2017." So I'm the kind of player that move on from that, and I, I will—I will never forget what happened, so I can learn from it and move on. But at the end of the day, these guys are are really good players, man.
2: That's a really good take. I. Yeah, I mean, as a pitcher, it's tough. I, I look back on on video of me pitching against them in seventeen and eighteen, and I hear the trash cans banging. So it's like that really sucks. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, luckily I didn't pitch like so horribly there that like it affected my career. You know, I, I've heard stories like that. I don't know how true that is. Of like, you know, pitcher. I think that's kind of what got under Tep's skin was when he pitched against them during that time period you might have had a couple rough uh, rough outings against them when they were doing that uh so i it, it's i understand kind of both sides of it i it, it's hard to let go um but at the same time i yeah i think that miguel makes really good points on you know it, it is what it is like that was happening other teams were doing it too. They were just the most obvious and were uh, scapegoated or whatever. So you move on. They're still really good players. That's just facts. Uh, I mean, anyone in the big leagues is a good player, but they have a really, really like good team. Uh, they're also really good, I think, at the like nuances of the game in a legal way, like picking up pitcher tips, yeah. um, picking up, signs or, or whatever whether it be the first and third base coach or the players on on second base uh when a runner gets on second base stuff like that so that's all like fair and legal part of the game uh and again you know just a good group of players and trying to you know play for themselves play for their team uh in kind of like a new era past what we all went through Okay.
1: And to Let's be honest with you, everything. Let me let me tell you something about this before yeah. we we move on. Please. You know, like I'm not gonna ask Delhi or or like whoever you gotta ask for my advice that I that I that I got against guys using sticky stuff when I strike mm-hmm. out with like, I mean I, I look terrible against a couple of guys because they got this 3,100 uh, fastball plus a, a thirty four hundred breaking ball make me look like an idiot. Like Mm -hmm. I was doubting myself, you know, early in the year, I was, I was on pace to strike out a hundred times and I never did that in my career. So I'm not going to be like, how long I going to hold on into that. You know what I mean? I can hold on into that for like, let's say a week, a month, you know, and I'm going to keep talking shit about the pitchers that I strike out that I know. I mean, it's not about who's better or, or worse than another player. It's just that I, I can't really hold on into that for, like, I, like my whole life, you know? It's over. It's in the past. It's yeah. already in the records, you know? Whatever happened after this is what, you know, is what is going to continue to count. I can't, I can't be thinking about, hey, I, I could have hit 300. I could have been a, an all-star. I could have been a, a, a Hall of Famer, you know? That's something to put out there just for people to know that, uh, that a lot of players move on, you know?
2: Yeah, yeah. I like what Bassett said about how it was like an arms race. Like, it it wasn't being monitored. It wasn't. There weren't strict rules about what was going on. So, like, you know, each team is like, uh, oh, we can do this. We can do this. We can get away with this. Like uh, a pitcher with sticky substances, right? It's like, well, they don't check. They don't do this. So, all right, cool. Pine tar. Okay, cool. This. Okay, cool. Spider tack. You know, it's like. It just kept going and going and going until finally it's like, no, 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 we can't do this anymore. And then, all right, done. Now we move on. It's like Uh going into a new era, whatever, whatever you want to call it.
0: Well, it feels like we are playing clean baseball, whatever the hell that means. So let's focus on the teams that we do have there and hopefully you're doing everything. All right. Houston and Atlanta. You have faced the Atlanta Braves 19 times this year, uh, Miggy. Um, do they have a major advantage as far as the starting rotation because McCullers is not available? And how good is the Braves pitching one through twelve in this series?
1: Yeah, I don't see, I don't see a major advantage. I was like, I was starting kind of the series before I got into this because I just didn't want to talk out of my ass here and and say whatever. Mm-hmm. And I found something that they, I think they got the advantage, it, and it's, it's the bullpen. Uh, whatever Maxx is doing, Jackson, uh, AJ Minter, and Will Smith, uh, among others, you know, because Chavez has been throwing the ball really well, and uh, guys like uh, a couple guys in the middle of, of the relievers there that they're they're throwing the ball really well. I think that's their strength. And like I told you a couple days ago when we recorded our last episode, I think Bryce Snicker actually. Uh, learn from the past and learn from the series against the Dodgers last time. And he's not going to be like giving you any breaks, you know, he's going to give you everything that he has, you know, the best hand, the hot hand. And that's why I don't think the Braves have the uh, advantage in the, in the rotation because it's kind of similar, you know, Mm -hmm. they got two young young pitchers that they're, they're, they're really good. And one veteran that, you know, you're going to count on those guys. Charlie Morton and Zach greinke they're going to be the veterans. So they're probably going to be matching up against each other. And then the other two jump pitchers, uh, let's see what Garcia can do after that performance in the last game that he pitched, you know? And I mean, in the other end, you got Anderson and Free, who are really young, never been in the World Series. And how, let, let's see how good they're going to be in the World Series. But if they can give you four or five, I think that's uh, that's what Atlanta needs to win this series because uh, they got the bullpen to uh, control those bats.
0: Lucas, have you talked to Max? Uh, yeah, I haven't talked like about his strategy or anything. I don't know, but just where his mindset is, how excited he is, all that stuff.
2: Uh, not not really. I mean, I texted him when they when they clinched, congratulations. But I'm kind of letting him do his own thing. I'm not
0: trying to like butt in there and yeah. You know, he's got other stuff to worry about. Well, with the exception of game five, personally, I I think since the beginning of August, he has been the best starting pitcher in baseball. He has given the Braves length. I think that was the first time in his last 14 or 15 outings. He didn't go six innings.
2: Yeah, I agree. I I, 100% he was probably the best starting pitcher in baseball the last stretch of the season. Uh, He really, I, I made a couple adjustments and just like turned it on mentally. And I've said this before, but his preparation as a starting pitcher is, like, bar none. It's crazy how much he prepares.
0: What does he do that's different than other it's guys? It's, like,
2: on, on true media and, and all that stuff, looking up every little thing about hitters and their tendencies, sequencing, uh, the best ways to get them out, given the situation, what they do in different counts. So he he has, like, a game plan for, like, every single situation in a game. So that's one thing that he has that uh, I find very fascinating because I don't do anything like that. I'm like, give me the ball. I'm going to throw it as hard as I can. And uh, <laughs> I do some scouting, but not to that extent. Uh, so, yeah, I mean, I I agree with Miggy in that I don't think this, the starting pitchers need to go more than four or five innings. I think that if – Any starter in the series goes six innings and like throws a QS, like six innings, three earned runs or less. Honestly, I think that a starter is getting pulled before they even get a chance to give up three runs unless it's a home run. So this, this entire postseason, you've just seen like bullpen. Guy goes in for three batters or an inning. If he's really hot, they'll send him back out there for another inning like Matzik the other night. Uh, Otherwise, like they just keep going to the well with the relief pitchers. Uh, All these relievers just have such nasty stuff. They're all throwing 100 miles an hour with disgusting breaking balls. So I really think these games are going to be dictated by like the bullpen and bullpen management. Uh, And yeah, we'll see. I think that if the Astros get to the brave starters really early, kind of like what they did to us in our series, it's advantage them. But if the, if the Braves starters are able to um, give some sort of length, and I'm talking length like four, five, six, not like six, seven, eight, then I, I think the Braves have a very, very good shot of winning the World
0: Series. Miggy, you faced Charlie Morton not only this year, but he was in Tampa a year ago. So I think you guys got to see him there, right? Yeah. We did. Okay. The guys. Closing in on forty years old, and it seems like he has never been better. So I want both your thoughts on this, real quickly. What is making Charlie Morton so good?
1: I think he. I I actually faced him when he was with the Pirates uh-huh. early in his career. You know, he uh, he was a big uh, two-seamer guy, a sinker baller. You know, I think he gave up on the on the sinker that much. You know, he uh, he's trusting his arm, he's trusting his preparation. He's a guy who uh, I think uh, he's uh, pretty healthy. For the, for the age that he is. And I think his arm just hold on really well uh, through, a, through a regular season. That's why he got paid again, you know? Another $20 million for a guy who's uh, in his mid-40s. And uh, it's
0: really refreshing Let's to not see age him out. He's 37. Come well, now. Let's he, not mid-30s, make it, let's I'm sorry. Let's not put sorry. him out the pasture just yeah. yet, Miggy. I'm sorry,
1: Ooh. I'm sorry. I I, I I meant to say uh, the mid-30s. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, at the end of the day, it's, it's all about his uh, his preparation before the season start. I, I'm I'm pretty sure he uh, take care of his, his arm and his body really well. But I think the way, the way that he's pitching is, you know, you know, he got a pretty good curveball, but he gave up on that sinker, you know, like it's not a tunnel a, a sink anymore. It's more life into his ball and a, a little bit of run sometimes when he's into righties. But he, he can do a lot of things with the four seam up and down in the zone. So for me, that's the difference uh, between uh, the Charlie Morton that we're seeing now that he's not. He's not really trying to like mess with you. He's just trying to you know attack you with a forcing fastball up in the sun. Sometimes when he's seen, runs uh, in to the right-handed hitters and then that curveball. You know he got a little cutter slider which is pretty good too. So uh, I think the combination of a lot of things making really special. But uh, just when when you have that 97 man in your tank, you can use that to blow on hitters sometimes up in the sun. And Lucas can tell you about that.
2: I'm I'm the ditch the two seam and throw four seams at the top of the zone guy right here. <laughs> I just did it more recently than Charlie did. Right. Um, yeah, I I agree hundred percent. I mean, his I don't know. I've I have very limited at bats. I I don't I can't imagine what his curveball looks like when it. I'm a righty, any righty in the box, and he throws it where it like finishes middle in. Like that thing probably looks like it's starting behind you. Yeah. That is terrifying to me. You know, I face a couple nasty pitchers. Um, I face Peralta on the Brewers. He threw me a couple sliders. I was like, how does anyone touch this with a bat? It doesn't make sense to me. <laughs> so, like, any of those, like, big breaking balls, and then he pairs it, he'll tun- tunnel it off of the high high four seamer. It's just uh, a recipe for success right there.
0: All right, Lucas. You obviously just had to deal with Jordan Alvarez, who ended up being the ALCS MVP. Mm. You have faced Eddie Rosario 34 at bats from your time in the same division with the twins, Such and then hitter, Cleveland. Man. Yeah. What if you had to pick one of the two to continue their hot streak, who are you going with and why? Continue the hot streak.
2: Uh I think Rosario, man. It's like when I face him, he's he I I describe him as like a really annoying hitter to face because the bat to ball skills are really, really good. Uh kind of like um like a bad ball hitter, like like, oh, you know, you throw like a 96 and an 02 count up and away out of the zone. It's just like, yeah, I'm gonna flick that foul real quick, stay in this A B. And then you throw a couple balls uh like balls in the dirt and you try the high fastball again and whack like base hit the other way or pulls a double something like that um and i mean he got super super hot he already had those like that like skill set and then he got really really hot and it's just so cool to see like i was watching i watched the entire game the braves clinching game and it was like the first at bat against bueller and it's like boom just base hit immediately I was like, yeah, he's going to get like two, two more, three more hits this game. It's like expected. Um, Jordan is what I'd say more of like a scary hitter to face because he's gigantic in the box. And uh, the home run threat is huge. So you don't want to make like just a horrible mistake. Um, but I don't know. I don't know if you could break down my numbers against both of them. I think my numbers are worse against Rosario.
0: In fact, I can. Eddie Rosario is nine for 34 against you. He's a 265 hitter with an 854 OPS. He's clicked you twice and has three doubles. Mm-hmm. Jordan Alvarez. Okay, baller. He's zero for three against you with a K. All
2: right. So three at bats. That doesn't
0: really count. Yes, it does. The hell it doesn't.
2: <laughs> of course he does
0: every time every time you're for against a pitcher
1: you're you're in disadvantage
0: yeah I and think, by the way miggy don't don't think i didn't sleep on you going six for 18 against lucas giolito's best buddy max freed oh, yeah, no.
1: i mean i hit him i hit him good so uh that's that's why that's why i was i, I was gonna say against uh about charlie you know like his curbo he's probably the one of the best pitches in the in the baseball in baseball right now but i hit Kurbos good so for mm. me there's like pitchers have their tendencies and their strengths and their weakness, same for hitters, you know? I'm not really good against balls, uh, you know, like are breaking away from me. But A good slider is not, it's, I'm not good against a good slider, but I'm good against a good curveball because I, I hit curveballs better. And that's why for me, it's not, I mean, if you ask me about Charlie Morton, yeah, I, I, I'm probably going to say I'm not going to be arrogant or anything, but I'm going to say, yeah, I can hit him better then I hit Jerry Familia or this guy that got a pretty good sinker, you know, because uh, those pitchers for me are a little bit tougher. I, I always gonna count on me and I'm gonna always gonna say, you know what, bring it. I, I don't care. I'm gonna try to find a way to get a hit. But in the other end, like if you're all for against a pitcher, you don't really wanna face that guy because you know you haven't get success, even if it's one or two at bats, you know, like at some point you're gonna get a hit. But it's not a, it's not as easy as a guy that you already have a record that
2: you clip him or or something like that.
0: Got it. Got it. Um, so, yeah, you don't have a lot of experience against Jordan Alvarez. I Can did we-
2: strike him out on a curveball this year and I like barely ever throw curveballs. So that's a sign that I'm going to develop that curveball more this offseason. Bring it back. I like Do it. I like it. Um, Well, yeah, of course, you like, you like hitting curveballs. I I, don't know, I don't
1: know when it's going to be the next time that I'm going to face you, though, so. Yeah, we, uh, we so we're
2: good. Next year, we're NL, NL West. Yeah. Yeah, So we're facing
1: the, the AL West, so.
0: Yeah, it's not, you guys haven't even faced each other, period. Nope. Not even in spring training, this is. gonna make this happen with this where's oprah she's the one that makes dreams come true <laughs> let's go let's make this happen that's gonna right.
1: happen it's gonna happen
0: yeah it'll happen one day hey gang look nobody's perfect people strike out with the bases loaded we saw people missing short putts in the rider cup sometimes you come up a little short and it happens in the bedroom as well but our friends at get roman want to help you so go to get roman.com slash john boy now with roman you get a free online evaluation and ongoing care for all forms of EED. A U.S. licensed healthcare professional is going to work with you, sit down. If medication is required, it gets sent free with two-day shipping to your home. So the great part about this, no doctor's office visits. You don't have to stand in line at the pharmacy. The whole process is straightforward and discreet. So getting started is really simple. Get roman.com slash and complete an online visit Take care of your form of ED today. It's getroman.com/slash John Boy now, and you get 15 bucks off your first month. Once again, that is getroman.com slash John Boy. If medication is required, two-day free shipping. Get started now and save 15 bucks on your first month. Yeah. One batter that you think is going to thrive for each team in this World Series. Miggy, you go first, then Lucas.
1: Okay, yeah, I'm gonna stay with Jordan Alvarez. I think when you ask that question, I think he's going to be the one who's going to continue the streak, you know? Uh, I mean, these this Cuban hitters are really good. Uh, as you see, Juli uh, won a, a batting title. And this guy is going to be a difference maker because he's hitting the middle of that lineup, you know? Uh, for me, uh, the Astros, they, they're going to be thinking about Altuve not getting on base, you know? Uh, they're going to be thinking about Bregman and, and, and Brantley and all of those guys, you know, because they're all really good hitters. But I think the middle of the line is really important. You know, he's the guy who's going to be uh, having an opportunity for, uh, for RBIs and RBIs are what he, you know, <laughs> what he pays at this moment. You know, you need runs to, to win the game. And I think Jordan Alvarez will continue to, uh, to, to drive runs and continue to uh, uh, hit the way that he's been doing the whole postseason. And for the Braves, I'm going to pick a sleeper. Uh, he killed us last year in, 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 in the series against us. And he having not hit well. He's been really good behind the play, but a Travis there, no. I hmm. think he's, he's going to be hitting the bottom of the lineup. That lineup is really, really scary. And you know the, what the Braves can do. You know everybody, I, I feel like everybody has more than 25 homers, even, even guys on the bench guys on the bench got like 15 homers you know <laughs> Solaire is gonna be the agent that's what I heard or that's what I read on mm-hmm. on the news um, in those games over there in 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 Houston but who, who knows you know if they facing a lefty uh in Alana he's probably be on the in the starting lineup for for jock or for I don't know about Rosario because Rosario is being so hot but I think Travis don is, is due for a for a good series. And I know that I, I know that guy is a really good hitter. He's eating eight right now, but hey, don't sleep on him because uh, I think he's gonna have a good series.
0: Interesting, Lucas. Mm.
2: Uh, my first pick for the Braves is Freddie Freeman for for the storyline. Uh, the That's smile, the smile on his face when he when he caught that final out. It. You know, gave me goosebumps You know, career Brave Finally getting to the World Series They haven't been since 99 uh, I think that he's going to absolutely savor You know, this this upcoming uh, week here And and just lock in every single AB uh, He's also one of the best hitters in baseball In my opinion uh, The one time I faced the Braves I remember he hit two home runs off of me <laughs> <laughs> and one of them was like this battle at that 3 2. I was throwing him everything I had to every single spot and then he just like went bop in 420 dead center. Uh for the Astros. Oh man. I think I'm gonna go with Yuli um, Guriel. He was really, really good all year long. And I, when I like, as a pitcher, when I look at their lineup, it's like good all around, right? But as a pitcher, you pick out certain guys uh, that you're like, okay, I really need to execute and and do this and and, uh, be on top. And then there's other guys that uh, you might not give as much attention to. And I feel like uh, Yuli Guriel is hitting in where? Like 5-6 right mm-hmm. now? Yeah,
1: after Correa, I think. Maybe 5 or 6, yeah.
2: Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, especially with like the postseason you've seen like Correa had and, and everything so far. I think that Yuli Guriel could be the guy that the Braves pitchers might not give that same attention to detail to and he is did he, did he win the batting title for the American League? I don't know. Yeah. Like again like really really good bat to ball. Um he he uses the entire field. He'll pull it or or hit it the other way. And I think he's going to be up in some key positions with runners on base. Um you know, it, whether like Correa or um um Jordan don't necessarily get the job done a certain time around the order. And there's like that runner on third with two outs and Yuli Gurriel comes up. I think that he's going to really deliver in, in some key situations. Awesome.
0: All right, a couple more. Then we'll make our prediction. We'll get you guys out of here. These are some quick hitters. So kind of first thing that comes to mind when we move to Atlanta for games three, four, and hopefully five, Houston loses the D.H., Do you put both Brantley and Alvarez in the outfield and move Kyle Tucker to center Lucas? Yes or no? Oh my, I didn't even think of that. I totally forgot about that.
2: Oh my goodness. Um, So their outfield right now in the American league is Tucker in right. Yeah.
0: Yeah. Brantley, McCorm- yeah.
2: Brantley or Jordan playing outfield or yeah. D um and
0: McCormick has played a lot of center McCormick in center a lot. So, Ooh, yeah. Uh, Good. You run the risk.
2: Yeah. Just, just for more offense. I okay. think it's, I think it's important.
0: Maggie. Yes or no?
1: No, I don't. I, I'm a, I'm a defensive guy <laughs> and I think uh, the central line is so important and you will see it in place. Uh, that happens uh, throughout the whole year, you know? Uh, you have to have a really, really strong uh, core, central defense. And I feel like whatever Siri, McCormick, and the other guy name, uh, uh, it's, it's not in the top of my mind right now, but they, they've been doing like it. Siri, Siri, McCormick, yeah. and another guy, right? No, there's Who's one more guy. Sometimes? What, there's, you, there's, you mean
0: Myers? Jake Myers? Yes. Jake Myers. He, yes. plays,
1: he plays center sometimes. I feel that all of those three guys – I mean they're gonna they're they gonna do their part offensively, but I think these these guys are so good. Um it's it's a it's a team that doesn't have any holes offensively that you can actually um and you're gonna need a pinch hitter, remember.
2: Yeah, uh, I, I wanna change you know? my answer because that, <laughs> I wanna change my answer because it's like you have Michael Brantley coming in to pinch hit yeah. for the pitcher in like the fifth or sixth inning in a huge situation. Or Jordan Alvarez, whatever. Go from there. You can, actually, a, you can actually, you can actually always
1: keep in keeping in the game,
2: right? Yeah, I'm so I mean,
0: unfamiliar with how the NL works. It's crazy. Yeah. It's fun. Makes for hey man. It like the other night, Dave Roberts tried to get Bueller through that inning because he was due up second the next inning in an American League ballpark. He's pulled. Yeah. He's pulled, and he's not yeah. facing Eddie Rosario a third time. So it's all interesting stuff. All right, quickly. Uh, better managerial story. Dusty at 72 trying to win his first title as a manager. Or Brian Snitker, who has been around the Braves organization as a player, coach, minor mm-hmm. league manager, major league coach, and now major league manager since 1977 trying to win this thing. Which one's better, Miggy?
1: I'm going to go with Dusty because, uh, I mean, the guy was my ma- – well, was the manager in the big leagues when I was with the Reds, in the Reds organization, and I know how cool Dusty is. Yes. And what kind of person he, he is, man. Every time I, I play against him, he remembers when he used to call me up for like, you know, when you're not in the roster, but in spring training, they call people up just to be the backup players. And he used to tell me like, hey, keep going. You, you, one day you're going to play in the big list. Continue to, uh, to do your thing. And I always remember that. And I always going to pull for, for Dusty and what he did with that team and with all the media. And every time they said I want... I want the Astros to win, not nothing against the Braves in, in this case, but I want them to win to see another champagne celebration in the, in the clubhouse because it's hilarious. Every time he, uh, he asks for the guys to give him something or something like that, it's, it's hilarious. So Dusty, I think Dusty's uh, uh, story is really cool.
2: Lucas? Dusty was my manager for a brief period of time as well. Uh, my first ever big league spring training I had an assignment from Max Scherzer. Uh, I was in charge of me and a couple other rookies to do a presentation on Dusty Baker because it was his first year as the nationals uh, manager. So me and a a few guys, we got to work researching uh, and we put together this entire PowerPoint presentation uh, (laughs) on like Dusty's life career, like top to bottom, like a Wikipedia article, but like, Obviously, we added in humor and stuff like that. Uh again, I, I love Dusty too. Um, I did not do well as a national. They got rid of me real quick. But Dusty was always so supportive. Um, yeah, just uh, you know, a really genuinely nice guy. Uh but for me, the Snicker story, like baseball lifer, he's been in the Braves organization. Uh, he worked his way up to being the big league manager. You don't see that all the time. You know, a lot of the time, um, you know, managers, it comes from a lot of different places, but his, his story I think is just like so fascinating. Uh, and it's like a super feel good story for, so for him, I don't know, watching, watching his face. I, I forget what he was saying in the dugout. Who's like, I can't believe it. I can't believe it. Or something like that right mm-hmm. after that final out uh, and seeing like the tears in his eyes, I think it would be really, really nice for him to take it home. Pretty awesome.
0: Uh, last one. Let's make this 30 seconds. Uh, is Fox more likely to do a feature on Jose Altuve's height or Jock Peterson's pearl necklace? Lucas?
2: <laughs> the pearl <laughs>
0: necklace. Yeah, they have to. 100%. Yeah, 100.
2: They are, they already talk
1: about Altuve's high and he got yeah, the whole thing. So let's mean, do let's do what about the
0: pearls for sure. Yeah, the Jose
2: Altuve height meme is is played out, man.
0: Just making sure. <laughs> hey, listen, I used to work at Fox, so I wouldn't put anything past him. You never know. <laughs> All right, give me some predictions. Miguel Rojas, who's winning the World Series?
1: Astros in six. I gonna go. I gonna get against Plouffe because he that that was pretty impressive actually. So yeah. Trevor, hacks off to you, man.
0: Yeah. Lucas, I don't know if you saw that, but Trevor Plouffe on March 31st this year tweeted out uh, Braves over the Astros in six in the World Series. When was that? March 31st. Wow. Pretty crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if you thought Plouffe had a big ego before that.
2: Wow. Yeah. I mean, I'm not going to even be able <laughs> to talk to him anymore. Imagine. Oh, my God. Um, I mean, I was, I was going to say Braves in six can i not shy? have something else because that's what blue said i no, had no idea what? i promise you i had no idea that that's i'm going to start with this you was. can only
0: pick one of two teams so if you want to go with the braves if it
2: goes to a game seven i think houston wins because they finish in houston right they do yeah <laughs>
0: so I, I i got braves in six all right game six would be in houston too if that matters to
2: you wait how is it broken up again Two, two, three, two. two three two. okay oh man that makes it so much difficult more difficult you want to change your braves and five braves oh, five. Nice. we're closing I, it I like, that
1: one. I like that one
2: okay i like i yeah i think the braves can take one and then just uh, sweep I don't know. At home. i'm so bad yeah sweep at home would be crazy <laughs> that would be crazy we'll see
0: yeah all right well, guys, listen, I appreciate your insight. This is very helpful to all the baseball fans. We've got all the John Boy Media content. I'm actually right now getting on a flight, going to New York. I'm going to hang out with Jimmy and Jake and have a watch party. You guys are more than welcome to call me on the phone. We'll put you on. Give us You can give us your, your assessment of what's going on during the game if you want to. That'd be cool. I'm sure fans would love that. Sounds good.
1: Sounds good right. to me. I'll yeah. I'll uh, surprise you with uh, maybe a Instagram invitation or something like that. So keep your phone up. Oh, I got my. Come
0: on, you know me with my phone. I don't go anywhere without that bad boy. There you go. Lucas, I want you and your wife to feel well. You take care of yourself. I know you're a little disappointed. Won't be able to go see your boy Max, but maybe if there's a game six and he is pitching in game six in Houston, get your butt down there.
2: Oh yeah, uh, I'll be there if that's what's happening
0: for cool. sure. Cool. I love it. Fort Lucas Gilito, the Chicago White Sox. And Miguel Rojas of the Miami Marlins. I am Chris Rose. Big shout out to our producer, editor extraordinaire, Robbie Shirocco, And thanks very much to you for watching the Chris Rose Rotation, a production of John Boy Media.